From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 31st of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through Finland joining NATO. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we explain everything happening in politics in April. But first, how did Finland join NATO? Finland is about to become NATO's 31st member state after the Turkish parliament gave final approval to its application late on Thursday night. It's a big moment for Finland and NATO, bringing an end to a drawn-out process that began in May 2022, when Finland broke with decades of military neutrality and applied to join the alliance after Russia invaded Ukraine. But neighbouring Sweden is, for now, still being left out in the cold, with both Hungary and Turkey still holding out on giving approval. So what comes next for Finland? Well, for starters, it's cleared the final hurdle, but it's not technically a NATO member just yet. There's a couple more procedural steps that will happen over the coming days. Now that Turkey's Grand National Assembly approved Finland's application in a 276-0 vote, the bill must be signed by President Erdogan, who, under Turkish law, has 14 days to do so. Turkey will then notify the US government, which is the depository of the Washington Treaty, that it accepts Finland as a new member, after which the Secretary-General will then invite Finland to accede to the treaty and become a fully-fledged NATO member. Even before joining NATO, Finland did cooperate with the alliance and obviously maintained close relations with its members. Official NATO membership means that Finland is now covered by Article 5 and NATO's collective defence policy. This means that an attack on Finland is considered an attack on all NATO allies, and Finland would consider an attack on a fellow NATO ally to be an attack on itself. Finland's accession also means that NATO's border with Russia just grew a significant amount, as Finland and Russia share a frontier stretching more than 1,300 kilometres. Finnish President Sauli Niinistö thanked NATO's 30 members for their support and promised to be a strong and capable ally committed to the security of the alliance. When Turkey's President Erdogan voiced his approval for Finland's NATO bid earlier this month, he praised the country's authentic and concrete steps on addressing Turkey's security concerns. But Turkey and Hungary are still holding Sweden back. Turkey says Sweden still hasn't sufficiently dealt with its purported concerns about Kurdish militants and anti-Islam incidents. There is speculation that Erdogan is withholding support for domestic political advantage ahead of a crucial election in May and could drop his opposition afterwards. Regardless, Finland's accession means Sweden is now entirely surrounded by NATO members, which will help alleviate some security concerns that Sweden might have. Finnish Prime Minister Sanna Marin said last night that Finland now and in the future stands with Sweden and supports its application. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. In some very hotly anticipated news today, former President Donald Trump has finally been indicted for his hush money payments to pornographic actress Stormy Daniels. Mr. Trump becomes the first serving or former president to face criminal charges, following the decision of a Manhattan grand jury to indict him. 
For his part, Trump denies any wrongdoing. Manhattan's district attorney, Alvin Bragg, confirmed that he had contacted Trump's attorney in order to coordinate his surrender. As things stand, it is expected that the former president, who currently resides in Florida, will fly to New York on Monday so he can be arraigned in court on Tuesday. The charges against him will then be read and he'll have his mugshot and fingerprints taken. He will then likely be released on bail. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In another major development in the war in Ukraine, Washington appears to believe that Russia is attempting to purchase weapons from North Korea in exchange for food. Experts on the East Asian country believe it's in the worst position it's been in during Kim Jong-un's 11-year reign. As such, it's in desperate need of international aid, especially food. On the other side of the deal, Russia appears to be struggling to get its hands on equipment following Western sanctions. As such, it appears to be turning to rogue nations for aid. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said that as part of the proposed deal, Russia would receive over two dozen kinds of weapons and munition from Pyongyang. The fact that this has been made public by the Biden administration is part of a wider push to make intelligence findings more transparent. Far-right lawmakers in Austria's parliament protested and walked out of a virtual speech by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, saying the speech violated Austria's principle of neutrality. Zelensky addressed Austria's parliament on the 400th day of the Russian invasion and thanked Austria for its humanitarian aid and assistance with things like clearing landmines. Austria's statements of support for Ukraine, its humanitarian assistance, but lack of military assistance reflects the country's policy of permanent neutrality. But for the far-right Freedom Party, or FPO, which has been criticised for its historic pro-Russian stance, even Zelensky's speech was too far. They walked out of the chamber and left signs in their place saying, space for neutrality and space for peace. The FPO is the third largest party in parliament and currently leads in opinion polls. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the birth of cheetah cubs. India has today welcomed the birth of four cheetah cubs, which were officially declared extinct there 70 years ago. The story follows an attempt by the nation to reintroduce the big cats for almost a decade, with eight cheetahs being purchased from Namibia last year as part of this plan. Last month, a further 12 cheetahs were purchased from South Africa. Announcing this on Twitter, India's environment minister said he was delighted. Before we go, we have a big announcement. Our show, This Week in Parliament, has returned. Take a look at this. Every week, a lot happens in Parliament. Debates rage, bills are discussed, and laws are introduced. So it's easy to feel like you don't know what's going on in the chamber. We lift the lid and tell you what happened this week in Parliament. This Week in Parliament, our weekly rundown of what's going on behind the doors of Westminster returns exclusively to Nebula this weekend, where you'll also find an extended and ad-free version of the daily briefing every single day. That includes today's extended daily briefing, which features our discussion on everything happening in politics in April. By signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. 
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.